Welcome to another episode of Album for the Day with John E. and Jay. Album for the Day, November 22nd, as we continue with Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees breakthrough albums. Today we get to Steely Dan with Can't Buy a Thrill. And it was recorded August of 72 at the Village Recorder in L.A., and released November of 72 on ABC Records. This is Steely Dan's first album. It peaked at number 17 on the U.S. Billboard 200. It is on all three of the Rolling Stone Greatest Albums of All Time list. The 03 one was 238. The 2012 one was 240. And then the 2021 was number 168. So somebody made a massive discovery between. <laughs> yeah, they were like, oh, that, wait, guys. Hang on. Just don't cut them off. Yeah, they're. Move them up. This is great. Move them up. This is great. Uh, they were inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2001 by Moby. Moby? What? Now, when I think about bizarre, trend setting people. Uh, yeah, it makes sense. So, And they're really weird. He's really weird. So, yeah, that makes sense. There's bald people in the band. There's well, Moby was unintentional. Doesn't matter. <laughs> We're not gauging intentions here. Yeah. No, this uh, is, so this album is this is uh this is a fantastic record. This is the only Steely uh, Dan album to feature David Palmer on lead vocals. Uh, which are on Dirty Work and Brooklyn Owes the Charmer Under Me. And, I mean, when you have Do It Again, Dirty Work, to start a record, like, you're already, you, you have attention, like, starting off. The fact that Donald Fagan sang on Do It Again and David Palmer sang on Dirty Work is also kind of a testament. Now, the whole reason they did that is because Donald Fagan was not comfortable in his uh, front man kind of skills and whatever. So I get that, but but this was a great transition to give him that confidence and move it ahead. But this is the beautiful thing about Steely Dan, though, is that, like, you know, like Donald Fagan, you know, yeah, he was clearly, like, kind of the front guy. But it wasn't like a front guy. They had a different band for every album. And, like, I mean... It is Donald Fagan and Walter Becker. That's as far as I'm willing to define the band. Oh, exactly. 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 And, in my opinion, with this being their breakout album, and most of it is Fagan. I mean, what, 75%-ish? Sure. You the know, drummer Jim Hodder sings lead vocals on Midnight, Midnight Cruiser. Cruiser, but that's not even a. I mean, mm. let's just—it's a good song, but it's not like that's what's going to make this album. Well, no, this isn't like Cake the Distance or something. This isn't like the. This is the. This isn't the song that makes it. This is like this is a, a a tertiary song that was on the album. This is like the Ringo song. Where it's like, yeah, we'll put you on there, man. It's Act cool. naturally. Act naturally, which is a fuck going <laughs> song. Exactly. In any case. Exactly my point. So, like, so, you know, uh, Fagan, 
He has Do It Again. Palmer does sing Dirty Work. But Reeling in the Years. You want to talk about Reeling in the Years? Let's do that. All right, Reeling in the Years is a Fagin song. It's what he sang. I mean, he sings it. And this is what I feel was their breakout, absolute breakout to, like, American rock and roll boom. This is what made them explode as a band. And if it weren't for that song, I don't think we would have ever heard from Steely Dan again. Because... I feel like all their other songs weren't... That was their pop introduction. Everything else was too... They were amazing. And I think that it would have been too difficult for that to get popular. But because this song made them popular, people got through it and discovered how great of a band this was. So here's what pisses me off about Steely Dan yeah. in general. Yeah. And I say that as a huge fan. Yeah. What pisses me off is their hugest fans and their largest demographic spreads across age groups. But Dude. what it is, is it's musicians. And Well, do you want to know why? It's just musicians? For the- well, because it's so complex. It's and you so chose complex. exactly yep. what you wanted there. You have And Mambo. when you do that, it's... You're choosing every single thing about it. So that's what makes Steely Dan unique in the studio is we'll do whatever it takes to get that exact thing that I want in there. And this is the beginning of that strive for perfection on wax, if you will. Oh, yeah. And this is just the first great example of that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dude, there is mambo, swing, jazz, Latin. There is, it's soft rock. It's pop. It's hard rock. There, it, like, I mean, this is the tightest song structure that I've ever, like, and this is, I mean, more, more specifically to Steely Dan than this album. Now, I don't want to take anything history. away from them for this album. We're both conceding that it's amazing. It's amazing. What I will say, though, is this wasn't some fly-by-night, let's put this down, like maybe so much like the Buffalo Springfield (laughs) incident, where this is what we just recently did and whatever. All of this Steely Dan right here was very calculated. They'd been working on this whole formula and whatever for several years and fleshing out where we wanted to go with that and whatever. And when Fagan and Becker were ready to move it forward, all of the other components came in, and that's how we ended up with Can't Buy a Thrill. Um, Do It Again reached number six, and Reeling in the Years reached number 11. So you've got commercial appeal in there, but it's such a... It's such a weird thing. So the title of the album is actually a reference to a Bob Dylan song, which Mm -hmm. I know you love. Oh, yeah. So do I. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's from It Takes a Lot to Laugh, It Takes a Train to Cry. Uh, the cover features a photo oh, montage by Robert Lockhart and uses the album title as a focal point but includes a line of prostitutes standing in a red light district for clients. Uh, that got it banned in Spain and substituted with photos of Steely Dan in concert. I feel um, I feel like this may be the worst album cover I'm in, getting ro- to that. in rock and roll history. Getting to that. Uh, there's also red giant lips Oops. and a topless guy, long colorful flowing elements. In the liner notes to The Royal Scam, Walter Becker and Donald Fagan said, quote, The Royal Scam had the most hideous album cover of the 70s, bar none, excepting perhaps Can't Buy a Thrill, it's unquote. So, it's That's so from bad. them. Yeah, it's That's so from bad. them. It's so bad. Like, this is, like, a lot of times I'll be in a record store and I'll, I'll flip through and I'll be like, you know, like you'll see something that you've never heard before and you'll be like, ooh, I like that cover. That seems like if they're, if they're this cool on the outside, you know, yeah, you want to say the don't thing about judge by the cover. There's no, there's no doubt that it's eye grabbing. It's popping, and, but it's like, but it's bad in a bad way, in my opinion. I mean, it it's is. just, and it's, they, and they conceded yeah, that. Yeah, it, it's just not a very so good the, uh, cover. This but the music just, is great. This introduced the world to like their groovable music, vague, cryptic, lyrical adventures that kind of Steely they're, Dan they're would very keep. Very philosophical lyrics. Yeah, like yeah. very philosophical. I mean, you—that's the thing, though, is you can listen to it in the background and, like, you know, yeah, hang in with the groove and whatever. Yeah. But man, if you put on some headphones and you start getting involved, like, it'll blow your mind. I'm reeling in the years. Yeah, like, let's think about that, old guys. And that was 49 <laughs> years. And ago. that was 50 years ago. Um, this yeah. does have Jeff Skunk Baxter on the guitar and pedal steel. Uh, he later joined the Doobie Brothers. Mm-hmm. Also features Eugene Snooky Young on flugelhorn, who you might recognize from Count Basie. Uh, Jerome Richardson on tenor saxophone, who played with Charles Mingus and Lionel Hampton. And Victor, Me- Victor Feldman on percussion, who played with Miles Davis and some others. The background vocals on King's and Brooklyn were done by Vanetta Fields, who you might know from Ike and Tina. Mm-hmm. She also performed on Exile on Main Street and Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd, uh, as well as Clyde May King, also known as Brown Sugar, Brown who you might recognize from Sweet Home Alabama, and she was part of the group for Mad Dogs and Englishmen. Hell yeah. Uh, as well as Shirley Matthews, who performed on Staying Alive and You're No Good, The Bitches Back, Feeling All Right, and Sweet Home Alabama as well. Those three ladies were collectively known as the Blackberries. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's just awesome. Because they sweet. Yes, ma'am. They are so sweet. I mean, it is brown sugar. Mm-hmm. So, 
I uh, I just I used to have a roommate that was big on Steely Dan, and mm-hmm. we listened to the fire out of it. I presently own almost every one of their old albums, and it it literally is something every time you listen to it, you can you gain, get something new. You gain something new every single time you listen to a Steely Dan record. It's layered lyrically. It's layered musically. There's a lot of intention that goes on in the recording of this as well as every other Steely Dan album. That's what sets them apart from the pack is the fact that every single thing... They were Quincy Jones-ish about it, is what I'll I would ag- say. I'll agree with that. And I I admire that man because he made sure that every single thing and he went got, on that tape. And he got every single sound out of every performer on the record. They got the best out of every single person that performed. And it may not have been Steely Dan was just one solid band. They weren't. It was two dudes who had a vision. A and unified that, vision. And that vision... Maybe it changed band members out here and there, but they got the best out of every single band member that they had at the time, and they crushed it. And by establishing a huge, awesome base with the two of them, mm-hmm. all you need is the supplement there. Exactly, because all they stayed need... Steely Dan. They didn't be like, oh, I'm Donald Fagan, and I'm... No, it was it was. They put out a solo album each or more, but but that but Steely Dan is always what they participated in each other's solo projects. No, they're just musicians. They were meant to be together. Yeah, this is the beginning of your magical journey with Steely Dan. Album for the day today, uh, November twenty second, is "Can't Buy a Thrill" by Steely Dan. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at album the number four of the day. Um, give us a follow, subscribe wherever you listen to us, and feel free to email us uh, with your requests at album for the day at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we will see you tomorrow. And I'm never going back to my old school. If you're listening on Spotify, after starting the podcast, you can search for the album. Use the three dots and hit add to queue. Now the album will start as soon as the episode ends. Woohoo!